1: Hello and welcome to Islanders Anxiety from the Lighthouse Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dan Saracini. Joining me on this Sunday evening via Zencaster is my friend Michael Leboff. And Mike, we saw perhaps the two most opposite games we've ever seen the Islanders play in back-to-back days. I'm sure there are other, uh, you know, examples out there. But boy, it's hard to remember two games that were as diametrically opposed as their win over the Devils on Friday and their shutout loss to the Hurricanes on Saturday. Uh, it's going to take a lot to parse through these, both the highs and the lows. But man, I don't know. This it, it was it was very weird to remember that we were watching the same team play on back to back days in these two completely different opposite games.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and it was so funny because on on Friday night after that Devils game, man, I was so pumped and I was so proud right. of the team. And I was like, you know, why on, why on earth would you ever not want to be an Islander fan? You know, <laughs> after a game like that and it felt good if you could, it really felt you could like, there are just some games where you can feel it through the TV. Um, Mm -hmm. and like, you can just feel the atmosphere, uh, and, and you kind of get kind of like swept up in it. Uh, and I was, that was one of those games. Uh, I'm watching a lot of cricket, these days and and it's the, it's the beginning of the Australian summer and in mm. Test cricket which lasts five days like there's so much time and and the 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 day the daily sessions are like 12 hours um mm. so so much of the time is spent by the commentators kind of just like talking up the the aesthetics the atmosphere the beautiful city of Adelaide you know it's a cricket mad city and look at these people like it's just beautiful it's a it's a picture uh and and honestly you can kind of feel it through the tv in a different way like you kind of feel warmth it's like watching test cricket in australia on a cold winter night it's basically the same thing as lighting a fire in a fireplace and that islander game was in a weird way making me think of that because i think brendan and butch butch especially like he, 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 they really brought that game alive. And and the, yeah. I mean, obviously the, the play did too, but like Butch was really into it. Uh, and it just, it, everything kind of just felt playoffy to, mm. to it. You know what, honestly, let's not say it was a playoff game. It was mm. it, what what it was, was this a game where it's like late April or, or late March where the Islanders could like come close to clinching a playoff spot and the, and, and the devils could maybe come close, close to clinching a division that, that it had that kind of game stakes, very high, not not do or die. It was it was a little loose back and forth. So entertaining to watch. Yeah. Um, and the Islanders came out on top, and and, and it felt so good because mm. uh, we've heard so much about this Devils team about how they just you know boat race teams, and, and then you know it's the Devils go up early, and Nico Heisher's celebration kind of even like gave that feeling to it. Mm. Uh, he he like did this little like kind of okay, let's like start it all up again because mm. they scored early. And then the Islanders kind of, um, you know, they like big boyed them. It was, it was, <laughs> it was cool. And, and Butch was the one who said, he's like, they just need to be physical with this team. Yeah. And from the second he said that they were, and they kind of imposed their will and they looked like the first season Barry Trotz Islanders again, where, you know, pre Trotz. I don't think I ever thought of the Islanders as a big team. And now that I think about that, I'm like, why didn't I? Because <laughs> it was partly because they, they were terrible, but. Yeah. uh that that season but they they never really imposed their that advantage like that's an advantage and i think it's poo-pooed in the nhl these days like oh look at this you're just you like this guy because he's big like his this guy this player's only talent is that he's big um I, I, I distinctly remember uh a specific writer at the athletic saying that about a player in buffalo who now has like 80 goals <laughs> um, and and right. uh but but it is an advantage and the islanders used it yeah. uh and then like, it was so exciting. And then that sense of dread came over me that I was like, oh, no, <laughs> they got to play again tomorrow against a team yeah. that's, the team that's been off five days. And it's like the exact worst opponent for that kind of schedule loss.
1: Yeah, I, we'll we'll get to that that game in a second, because... Again, I don't remember a situation in which the Islanders played a game and then had a their opponent waiting for them for five days uh, to play. You know, normally you're on a back to back. The other team is on a back to back, too. Or they're on the first leg of a back to back, you know, and they've got another game the next night. Well, that wasn't what happened here. But yeah, um, I actually missed most of the Devils game. I missed it live. I ended up catching the replay. um, because uh, my my daughter had a, a singing engagement at a local senior citizen community center, so I was uh, I was at a different kind of uh, exciting show. But uh, yeah, uh, even Alex Romanov, who we'll talk about again in a little bit, said that it was like a playoff game, like it was super intense. Uh, you know, it wasn't wasn't the tightest check. You know, uh, game like there was a lot of loose. I mean, it was a six four win, and and you know, so there was a lot of scoring going on. The Devils goalie uh, got pulled. Um, uh, vtech Vanacek got pulled, so there was a lot going on, but for the Islanders who were coming off of uh a lackluster loss to the blues uh and then two losses before that to uh Nashville and uh I forget who else was before that um you know it it, it was a game that was certainly surprising, but yeah, I mean it was the kind of game that I think Islanders fans like it was hard hitting it was physical, and you know what the funny thing about physicalities I think it comes in the NHL with confidence and when you're feeling confident you can do that kind of stuff if you're feeling if you're not feeling confident you're not going to like maybe lay the body that much the exception being of course the fourth line for the Islanders who we'll talk about a lot uh, in a couple minutes who are always throwing their their weight around but you know I remember that playoff game against Carolina when you know Brock Nelson tapped the goalie on the head you know after he scored and it was like you know big trash talk or the infamous Uh, whatever Kuznetsov, you know, bird celebration that was like, yeah, they're really feeling it, and then they end up losing both of those games. So you know, confidence is a funny thing in the (laughs) NHL, and the Islanders play with a lot of it in that game against the Devils, which is kind of funny because, like you said, Niko Husher scores a few minutes (laughs) into the game, and it's almost like, oh great, here we go. But you know, credit the Islanders, they they pulled that game back from the brink and made it their own, and really very much. And Butch said this too at the end, very much dictated the play of the game until that last seven minutes which is a very strange thing but it was cool to see and again coming mm-hmm. off losses it was again a very very encouraging game <laughs> you know was, as, oh and sorry I, how could we forget in light of the ass kicking the devils had laid on the islanders early on the season before anybody realized how good they were going to be i remember us literally mocking matt barzell who said we weren't prepared for their speed and we were like come on <laughs> devils and then of course you know 30 wins later or whatever now nobody's every, nobody's mocking anything about them but uh yeah, no, it was, it was a fun game to watch, and uh, you know, unfortunately, it got muted by what happened afterwards. But uh, so, where were you watching that game from? Were you, you were at your house? Uh- yeah, yeah, I was
0: at home, and um, it 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 really felt like uh, there was one point where it was like five two, uh, yeah. or something. The Islanders had a couple three goal leads, and uh, Emily was like, "Can I put on you know, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City or something?" <laughs> and I said, no, "No, this is this this is a three goal lead, but it's really right. a one goal lead." Mm-hmm. Uh you could only so, do that if they're down by Yeah, if they if they were yeah. down one even yeah. like at that point, you know, like if it's if, right. if the Islanders are down one in the middle of the second period, sure. Mm. I don't want I don't even want to be a part of the comeback. Um right. it's just, you know, I just want to feel bad for myself. Uh <laughs> the but yeah, you know, I was watching at home and and I like I said I really um I really enjoyed the broadcast cuz like I guess it really did feel like like that kind of atmosphere and Romanov was an absolute star Uh, and I think it's so funny because you you know this I think we should keep talking about this physicality Um, because it is you know it it, all we hear today is the NHL is a is a skill game and a speed game now and scoring's up and you know there's only three good goalies left in the league and (laughs) uh, they're Igor Shostakovich and Andre and you know Connor Hellebuck uh, those are the names that always come you know get rattled off but uh the islanders i watch i watch a lot of of, of -of out-of-town games and i would Mm. say that like the islanders are noticeably more physical than probably everybody in the nhl outside Mm. of maybe like two other teams um Mm. consistently and and like that's their reputation and i i think i talked about these two guys i met from alberta a couple weeks ago Mm. during the uh, edmonton game and uh, I don't, but I don't think I mentioned this part was they talk about how they always get really jealous when they watch the Islanders play because they're like, why can't we play like the Islanders? And I said, <laughs> you know, I spent my entire life watching other teams and being like, why can't the Islanders play like this team? You know, like, why can't they run a power play like that? Or why can't they be physical like the Kings or whatever? Yeah. Uh, so it was nice to hear that. Uh, but I just think with the, the way hockey is kind of covered now and uh, it's, it is, it does feel almost taboo to like Mm. laud a team for being physical. Like it, it feels like it it just, it does. It feels a little taboo to say like, you know, the Islanders are, you know, a very big physical team. And, uh, because then everyone would just be like, Oh yeah. Like you're, you're just, you know, you're an old hockey man shouting at Mm. the clouds or, you know, okay, Don cherry, like take your coat off. Like (laughs) like it's, but it's not like, like there's an art to it. There's an absolute art to Mm. it. and, the fourth line, Romanov, I think Scott Mayfield, Andrews Lee Brock Nelson. Like, these are players who, even, you can even go to like JG Pajot. Like, these are, these are guys who, who know the art and know the lines that you have to color inside. And, uh, they, they, they know how to use it to their advantage and to, to, to like, you know, just soften a team a little bit. And, uh, I've, it, it does feel like that is, back in the Islanders DNA this season after it wasn't really there last year. um, mm. and, and so much time, so much ink, so much oxygen was spent on uh, Jacob Truba's hits over the past right. few months and uh, his hit on like Andreas Athenasiou and then he threw his helmet or whatever. And uh, I think there was another player who had like a big hit. Oh, it's Rasmus Dahlin, of course. Mm. Um, And like all these people were talking about them, but but they're talking about singular players right With with the islanders like you the whole team does that the whole team is is you need there's that like cliche like oh like, yep. mm. you gotta know when darian hatcher's on the ice like because mm. uh you know if if he's on the ice everyone knows it where it's like with the islanders it's everybody so right uh i just i find it interesting that 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 rarely gets kind of we we don't talk about that even as a fan base all that much because i just maybe we're just taking it for granted like everyone else notices it and we maybe because of the lack of scoring last year and like the kind of the lack of offensive ingenuity uh we kind of got sick of the like talking and thinking about this team being a big physical wear you down team but right it's it's just who they are and and and, and they have to play like that because they don't have you know, Matt Barzell is playing with a very struggling Josh Bailey and Oliver Wallstrom. And Walshram's been good, but mm. like that's their first line right now, or if you want to call it <laughs> that. And you know, Anthony Beauvilliers hurt. so Hudson Fashing's like playing top six minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like yeah. so like they have to do that stuff, and they did, mm. and it worked.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we we probably don't talk about it enough because it's just part of who the Islanders are. Like it's sort of like we've we've had this conversation with Matt Barzell, as great as as he is, and as much uh like, um, uh, you know, attention as he gets, it's probably not enough, <laughs> you know, considering who he plays for. And he's just, oh yeah, that's just what he does. And and the physicality with the Islanders is the same. And and again, like that fourth line has always done this. And in fact, just to get, you know, we, we haven't actually recapped the game yet, but like they scored Cal Clutterbuck's goal, uh, excuse me, Casey Sazika's goal in the third period of that game, which put the Islanders up six to two, might've been the best, or most perfect fourth line goal ever like the you know it was it was a line rush and it was martin clutterbuck off to his left and then sizikis on you know way off on the right side and martin passed to clutter who sent it across the net mouth to Casey. and he just deposited it from his knees and it was it was perfect that was like this is the greatest thing oh excuse me clutterbuck's goal was the the sixth one that might have been the uh the second goal yeah sorry that was the second period uh That goal start the second period, but still, it was the perfect line rush goal for that line. And oh yeah, by the way, Cal Clutterbuck was wearing a birdcage mask because he got his like nose busted or something in the first period. (laughs) But of course, God forbid he takes some time off. He's got to get back out there with his buddies, right? So everything about the only thing that was missing was like Matt Martin punching somebody in the face. Like that would have been the only extra like sort of cherry on top of that goal uh, that would have made it perfect. And yeah, I got set up. That actually, excuse me. That wasn't the, the third period goal. That set up, you know, that was the first and the second period. That was basically All-Islanders. And then after that, Oliver Wallstrom scored. The Devils made it a 2-1. Uh, or they they scored on 2-1-1 with Dawson Mercer. But then Brock Nelson scored a beautiful power play goal after that. That put them up 5-2. And then um, Clutterbuck scored early in the third to make it 6-2. Uh, I, by the way, th- my favorite part of this was, you know, everybody's going to talk about Jack Hughes playing basically seven minutes the last 7 minutes of the game cuz the the Devils had their goalie pulled and how he scored a goal to make it 6-4 like i guess that's a big deal you know he was out there for a long time well they're not going to talk to you about how the miscommunication between Hughes and uh i think it was Mercer or Miles Wood i'm not sure Led to Cal Clutterbuck basically just getting the puck and just rifling it home <laughs> to give the Islanders six goals on the night. So that part they're not going to talk about. Nah, but no, nah, this, know, this game is going to be
0: covered by by right. the national media. And if yeah. you don't know what the result was, you would just assume the Devils won.
1: Right. Lots of uh, lots of uh, double eye emojis on my timeline when people are like Jack Hughes played a How long shift? Seven <laughs> minutes. Oh. Okay. Well, you know his team lost though, so. You know, oh, and who they were playing? Ah, it doesn't matter who they were
0: playing. And there was a TV you know, what, timeout in there. and Right, yeah. I mean,
1: <laughs> and <laughs> we're going to talk about this again in, in the next when we talk about the next game, but like Brendan was like, I mean, basically the Islanders killed like a seven minute long power play at the end of that game because they, you know, they we were on six on five the whole time. And that's really crazy. And the fact that they only gave up one goal in that entire time. Okay, fine. They didn't score any empty netters of their own, which is hilarious and sad in its own, but uh, it was kind of a strange game. So, this game had everything, and you talked about him before, and so let's just give him his his spotlight right now. Alex Romanov leaves a big hit on Miles Wood in the second period. Woods kind of cutting across a little bit, and Romanov just absolutely hammers him, clean as a whistle, elbow down in the you know shoulder to chest, whatever. And Wood, of course, goes down. It reminded me uh, if anybody out there remembers the old like NES games of like. Castlevania, Ninja Gaiden, like a you know a bird or a bat or something would come out of nowhere and hit you, and you would fly back ten feet and fall off of a platform. <laughs> That's kind of like the way Wood got hit here, and of course a fight broke out. I guess Michael McLeod, I guess, went after Romanov. Whatever he got five minutes, he got tossed, but a whole big schmoz happened and it was really stupid and this is the second time in two weeks that this exact scenario has happened (laughs) that happened at the end of that flyers game when romanov laid that big hit on uh whoever it was i I forget who one of the you know the more skilled flyers and of course nick delorier had to come out and start fighting it's like dude this these are clean hits and you know part of me worries that like you know the way we kind of look at hockey now we we've kind of we're not quite sure what's high and what's low and what's clean and what's dirty because everything gets a Bruder film to death and nobody really knows, but these were clean hits yep. done in the middle of play, separating man from puck. And they don't, they don't need to be followed up by fights guys. We, we, it's it's okay. And even Wood, I believe today <laughs> was asked about it. And he's like, no, that hit was clean. You know, he just hit me and uh, that was a good hit. He stepped up and he hit me, you know? And so uh, it's really sad that like these things have to be, um, you know, kind of followed up by fights. But I think this was the weekend that Romanov and that was the game that Romanov finally kind of cemented his place on this team. He's been good for the last little while, but man, this and that game against the flyers where he, where he laid that big hit on this is, this is how you get Islander fans attention. This is how you get their love. You just start laying these big hits, man. (laughs) and People just love it. And, uh, you know, I think he's worked out pretty well for that first round pick that, uh, Lou Mm -hmm. Armando sent the Canadians over the summer.
0: Yeah, this is this is how you get people to to forgive you for a night like him and Mayfield had against the Blues, right? Like (laughs) the minus threes, minus fours, whatever it was. And you just, you know, the next night you come out and you you work your ass off and you nail someone and, uh, yeah, and he's he, I think you know you talk about like Zapruder filming everything, um, and the fact that you you just don't have to with these hits just tells you a lot about like how good, you know, talking about the art of being physical in hockey and like mm. bring to bring him back up again, Jacob Truba last year, he would once a game in the, the playoffs, he would, you know, elbow someone in the head or miss someone trying to elbow them in the head. And then there'd be 36 hours of debate whether or not the play, the hit was clean or not. Mm. Um, and for Romanov, like there's been none because the, the hits were so, you know, to it, T clean. They will mm. be taught, you know, this is if you want to body check someone in the NHL. This is how you should do it. And he yeah, he he's he really has done himself a ton of favors with like the the physicality. His personality seems very infectious. Mm. Uh you know, they, I I implore everybody to to watch him after the Islanders win and they salute the crowd to like find him in the the little <laughs> mishmash of players and watch him his wave. He waves after every game, I guess to his his family uh, mm. uh sitting somewhere uh and he just does this really great wave uh it's just adorable but <laughs> yeah and he he's coming along and, you know who he kind of reminds me a little bit of is uh you know I've, we said roman hammerlick and he's starting to also remind me of another guy who's got a similar name but travis hammock at this kind of age yeah. where you're like okay he's physical he's he's good inside of his own dots in between the dots he's pretty good he'll clear the crease he sometimes can get himself in trouble with you know, trying to find the hit rather than just Mm -hmm. let it come to him. And, uh, his, like the offensive side of his game isn't there, but you can kind of see it coming along a little bit. Um, and there was a part of Hamanek's career where he kind of just like added a a new tool to his game every couple months. And I just feel like, uh, Romanov uh, is is on his way there. And, um, it's, it, it all goes back to this identity of like the physical Islanders. And, uh, you know, you just think about there, there, there are times in the game in an NHL in, in, in an Islanders game where mm. Casey Sissikis is taking a defensive zone draw and he's flanked by Cal Clutterbuck, Matt Martin, and they're backed up by Scott Mayfield and Alex Romanoff. Right. Like, yeah, I don't care how, you know, if, if it's, you know, the Nikita Kucherov, Steve Stamkos, Brent Braden point mm. line, or if it's, you know, the Nick Delorier line. Uh, and if you mm. ask some members of the media, those players are all in the same tier. Uh, but it, you know, like, <laughs> It, it doesn't matter who it is. Like they're thinking like, this is going to be a, kind of a tough 45 seconds uh, of my life coming up here. Um, and speaking of like Romanov and, and, and Martin too, like I, I, I kind of tongue in cheek tweeted this out, but like you can make an argument that like the two of them, Ma- this is more about Martin than Romanov, but like that Matt Martin should just be in the lady bang conversation because mm-hmm. he, he ran into Vitek Manichek cause he got pushed the other day. Mm. Uh, in this game, and like made sure he was okay. He was like, "Are you all right?" Like you know, said for a physical player, for a player who's not afraid to fight, mm. he is clean as a whistle too. Like th- th- when does he right. ever get himself in trouble? What, he got suspended what once back in twenty fourteen, yeah, when he was young and maybe this a little is my,
1: This is my <laughs> thing with people that that talk about Matt Martin like he's Tom Wilson, like this yeah. kind of public enemy number one. And I'm like, if that was even almost true wouldn't Matt Martin have like a raft of penalty minutes out the wazoo over the course of his career? Like he would be constantly in the penalty box and that's simply not the case. The guy is barely ever penalized ever for anything. Even like the stupid stuff, you know, hooking or the accidental, you know, high stick that, I mean, Barzell gets an accidentally high stick somebody. It feels like once a week, right? so <laughs> <laughs> it's like Martin never does that kind of stuff. And he's literally out there to be physical. And no, I agree with you. Like, it's it's astonishing that he's that clean. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, it and it is. And, and, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to do my best to try to get that conversation going. Like, it, it's because <laughs> I can't remember who tweeted it at me. It was like, it's like the Zidane O'Chara thing. It's like, you got to right. give him credit because he can destroy you and he just doesn't. Um, right. Well, that's, that's a
1: like,
0: Jeff Merrick thing. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, and like, that's Matt, Matt Martin, you know, he, right. there were so many times where, you know, the, there's a puck in the corner and mm. the fourth line is coming down to, to four check and the defenseman, you know, peers over his shoulder and sees like, uh, mm. like, here come these three. And like, I just going to move the puck mm. quickly. And Martin can just pulverize the the player and right. it's going to be 50, 50 if it's called or not, because it will probably be a little late and it might be from behind. And he just doesn't because yeah. he's not going to take the penalty. Um Yeah.
1: And he had a, he had 123 penalty minutes his first year in Toronto in 82 games. He had 50 the next year in only 50 games because Babcock started scratching him. And since he returned to the Islanders, his, his most penalty minutes has been 70, which was last year and in 71 games. So he actually had less penalty minutes than games played. And uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. He had 40 penalty minutes in 1920 and he's only got 21 this year so far. And and how many fights is that? Like, like, and yeah.
0: Because I think I can think of at least two. Mm. I think so. Like you're talking about, like, but like, yeah. it's just he doesn't. You know what? Like I think he's having, relative to what we expected of him this season, he's having like one of the best seasons of any yeah. Islander. Honestly, mm-hmm. like just relative to his preseason expectations, I think right. he, him, and the fourth line have been such positive contributors this mm. season. Uh, and I really didn't think it was going to happen. I remember being like one of the. I think I may mean, have even said this was one of my bold predictions: was that like Lambert just completely abolishes the fourth best fourth line in hockey,
2: um, <laughs> and I'm
0: glad, glad he didn't. Um, right, because it, the, I mean they're they're rolling, and uh, yeah. and and I think a lot of it is uh, Martin and Sizikis because Clutterbuck's kind of been in and out of the lineup, Right. but Sizikis is very noticeable. He's like getting double shifted at times. Uh, yeah. And he was
1: particularly good in that devil's game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's been awesome. Like the three of them just, you know, when Clutterbuck's been on the ice, he's been pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. but I think Martin and Suzekas have been awesome. Uh, yeah. and, uh, they, that game was perfect for them. That's like a tailor made, uh, <laughs> you know, best fourth line in hockey game. And we, you know, they've, they've almost become a meme too. So like, there's yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of the, of, of the Islanders that are, they're, they're kind of just like me, like Lou lamarillo is just a meme at this point to like the rest of the <laughs> hockey world. And, uh, yeah. Like, uh, but you know, there's a lot of that to this team to the to outsiders. Whereas, like, if you've been watching every game and you know every shift, mm-hmm. and the Islanders take up way too much time of your life, like they do with us, like you you've noticed that this right. fourth line is having a, a little mm-hmm. bit of a renaissance season, and uh, it's mm-hmm. that's great. That's that's like why you watch sports because these guys are right. so easy to root for.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, but of course, as we all know, nobody watches the Islanders but us. But <laughs> so it's unfortunate that this is kind of going a little bit unnoticed. But uh, but, you know, th- again, th- that game obviously was enormous coming off of where it was coming off of the the opponent. Uh, it, it really meant a lot. And, you know, the fact that they they won uh, Simeon Varlamov, by the way, was also great to made 25 saves in that game. Um, and uh, Nelson actually had two goals in that game. So it was great. Uh, and they did it with no Adam Pellick, who has been hurt, uh, Who, who again, we saw. I mean, we're assuming it's a concussion because he left very woozy uh, the game against St. Louis. But uh, to do that without Adam Pellick was pretty great, although Anthony Bavillier was hurt in the first period. So all of that was great. It was fun. If you haven't watched it, go back and check it out. But there is the other side of the coin that we teased a little bit before, and that is the game that followed that, which was a 3-0 shutout at the hands of the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, if the game against the Devils was fun and exciting and hard-hitting and and damn near playoff quality. Well, the shutout against the Hurricanes was absolutely everything that was not that. <laughs> this was had all the juice of like a preseason game. Uh UBS Arena was dead quiet and I'm not saying that uh you know derisively because I wouldn't have been cheering either. They didn't give me anything to cheer for. Like it was dead. They tried, they tried to get the thing going. The Islanders had what, maybe six quality attempts <laughs> in the entire game. Um the first period so they so they played without Anthony Beauvillier, Hudson Fashion was in the lineup. We'll get back to him in a second. Um, it was the Fisherman jersey debut. I'm not gonna go over this again. If you're still rage shitting yourself over this jersey, please get a hold of yourself. All right. Brendan made this whole long speech. The man went to all this trouble to write this whole long speech. Basically, the wrong long story short, it's not about you. So just get over it. Okay. So they're in the fisherman jerseys and uh they're coming out, and you know, they the first period was pretty even. Like it was nothing, nothing. Very low event hockey. You know, even the Hurricanes didn't really do much in that period. They had been off for five days. They had played on Tuesday against Anaheim, flew across the country, rested, whatever. And this was Saturday on Long Island. Uh, but it was a very low event. It was really not much going on for either team. Second period was all Hurricanes. And it was a lot of back pressure. And, like, obviously, the, the, the Hurricanes' game plan was just skate up right behind the Islanders and take the puck from them. Because they did this... All game long. And I'm sure the Islanders wanted to kill somebody after it was over. I wanted to kill somebody after it was over. But hey, give the Hurricanes credit. Like they had a plan, they stuck to it. And the Islanders generated almost nothing in the entire period. Again, they had like maybe two good shifts. Paul Stasny scored, of course, it was his first of the season, which is like, <laughs> how much are we paying Paul Stasny? He scored one goal and it's December, whatever, 10th. Um, and, you know, it, it was somebody missed him as a missed defensive assignment. He was standing there by himself. Nothing Ilya Sorokin can do. But still, it was it was only one nothing going into the third, and you're like, okay, well, look, they haven't played all that well. They played last night, but they're down one nothing. This team has had a lot of three goal comebacks or you know third period comebacks this season. I, I'm fully, you know, I'm still on board with this. It's gonna all I can do. All they gotta do is find it within themselves to have one good period. Maybe they can win the game. Maybe they can at least get to overtime. They'll be okay. Yeah. Well, none of that happened. It was basically the third period was a carbon copy of the second one, except this time they got two goals. The Hurricanes did. Kotkaniemi tipped a Brent Burns shot and then Eric Stahl scored after Jordan Martinook took it around uh the back of the net none of these could, I mean all right maybe that Kotkaniemi one, or you know maybe uh uh Sorokin could have done something about that I don't know but it was like a tip it was weird stall thing I mean again he was unmarked so I mean this was not a loss that was on either Sorokin he was fine and so was Hudson Fashing uh who stepped in and him and Barzell, I think were the only two probably noticeable skaters for the Islanders in that entire game. Uh they both tried their best, but again, the Hurricanes just kept taking the puck from them and spending whole shifts in their zone and, you know, uh, it, it, at least it went by quick. But it was 3-0 Carolina. Peter Kochchenkov made 16 saves for what will most likely be the easiest shutout of his career. <laughs> and uh people were booed. It was a second shutout, so it wasn't his first and people and they were booed off the ice and, you know, I don't know. I mean, listen. It, it for all these reasons we've been talking about, they had this super intense game. They basically killed the penalty for seven minutes of it. You know, the, the hurricanes were rested. We've we've talked about all this stuff. I, I don't know if the booze were necessarily warranted, but if I had paid money and you know schlepped out to UBS for that game, and that was the game I got, yeah, I'd probably be pretty pissed off. So it was a tough one. It was a tough one, and it really dulled. The excitement from from friday's game which which as we said was very exciting um i don't know i mean what do you have to say about this <laughs> there's not much yeah, else to it's, say they it's, just it's didn't have it yeah
0: cause, like i thought the win over the devils bought the islanders time mm-hmm. like more than anything right like do you think about this game this three game stretch where it's yeah devils 18 one and one hurricanes i think now are like five oh and two yeah. in their last uh seven uh then yeah. the, they're gonna play the bruins who are 21 four and one on the season or something um mm. and we were pretty horrified uh <laughs> considering they were also coming off of uh a three and f- three losses and four stretch and you're like mm. shit like this can turn into uh six and seven pretty quickly here uh and they win that game and they they buy themselves some time they buy some some belief that they can you know get a result against boston or you know, Colorado and a couple days after that or Vegas or, you know, whatever. Um, And, you know, we'll see if, whether that happens or not. But uh, so in, in this weird way, like I was honestly not that mad about the Hurricanes game Mm -hmm. because I, I fully expected the Islanders to uh, you know, I, I would have, Bit your hand off for two two out of the four points in this little back to back right, um, and especially with two of those those the two points that I did get get coming in the fashion that they got it like which is, mm. you know that that was an Islander win that wasn't the Devils not winning that was the Islanders winning, mm. um, so that th- there was some, you know I don't know goodwill I guess that they earned and and we've talked about how you know there there have been some times in this season where we we just need to like just enjoy enjoy the ride or whatever and. Mm kind of just accept that i mean it's really annoying that it's it's just been such a roller coaster and it's like there's no there's no like middle ground so far right. it's like we still but, have
1: no idea what this team is like, Right. that's yeah. the other thing and, too you
0: know and nobody <laughs> does i don't really think right. anyone does all, all i know is like you know brock nelson maybe is the best player in the nhl they've got the best <laughs> goaltending tandem uh going uh the fourth line is going like there's there's still enough positives here where it's like right you know i can, you, you're not it's just like and they worked i thought they worked hard like the Islanders are not afraid, and no, I guess no team is like in the NHL to like call themselves out if they like don't show up to a game. Hmm. Uh, but I actually agreed with what they were saying after the Hurricanes game, which was that they just kind of, you know, they they played hard, but they just couldn't figure it out, and that's going to happen some nights. And uh, it wasn't really mistakes that did it. And I, I, I mean, there was one you know, Josh Bailey, uh, he's, he's just not going in the right direction right now. And and his, he made like one little mental error, uh, where he was the last player off for a change and the hurricanes had five guys back. And instead of getting it deep behind those hurricanes, like he just turned it over. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then that led to, uh, the face-off that ended up in the back of the Islanders net to either make it one, nothing or two, nothing. And, Like, so they're like little mistakes, but there's nothing like layering where I came away from that game being like, they got to fix that. You know, like there was
1: another, I think, uh, I think Dobson. Yeah. There was a lot of times when the Islanders had possession in their own zone. And then, you know, the guy looked up to find somebody to pass to. And in that time, some hurricane came and took the puck away and it just started all over again. And this happened all game long. And again, credit to Carolina for doing that but man it was it was very irritating to watch yeah i can't even yeah, it imagine was irritating. What it was I mean, like to play
0: yeah and but it was annoying to watch it was it was frustrating because mm-hmm. we've seen the carolina hurricanes do this the islanders you know right. 12 15 times under rod brendamore but yeah i wasn't as mad as i think i would have thought i would be um, if you told me that the islanders are gonna lose this game three nothing and just not even mm-hmm. ever look like a threat um <laughs> But I will say that like I thought I think Dobson is is going through a little bit of a, a rough patch right now. I know he's still contributing offensively, which is great, but uh, you know, he made a pretty bad decision, I thought, on the five on three early in the game. Like the Islanders mm. get a five on three, which is right. you know, a miracle in itself. Uh and <laughs> he, he just he just rifles one right into the shin pads of someone. They come back down yeah. and Anders Lee then takes the penalty, which wasn't really a penalty, but mm. uh you know, and then Dobson, I thought wasn't that great, uh, just throughout the entire game. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't I I wasn't that mad y- yet because, like they they earned they've earned, kind of. They've they've earned our belief, I guess is, is the best way to mm-hmm. say it, and and um, so I'll I'll sit back and wait for, for these this this weird road trip coming their way, and you know you hope mm-hmm. that they're able to get you know, four out of the next six points with with Boston. Vegas and Arizona and you know you can take mm. that into Colorado but uh yeah yeah i'm 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 cuz like you said i think Hudson fashion has been pretty good like i like, I'm, yeah. I'm there's so much to there's still things to be encouraged about this from this team and i truly truly don't believe that this team is in its final form yet like mm. i i really just i think that they've earned they've earned the right to to, to be reinforced uh, and they're also playing without Pelic, they're playing without Beauvillier. So like they're playing without Kyle Palmieri, who we talked about, like they miss Kyle yeah. Palmieri. Like that's yeah. they they truly miss him. Um so they're they're winning, they're getting points here and there and keeping themselves afloat. And uh, you know, we talked a lot about last episode about what, what was so scary about this little rough patch they've been in. That's what that's now two wins out of six or two out of five or whatever uh is that the the rest of the metro division is red hot right now and uh yeah and the i i you know going to bed last night i was pissed because i was like god damn the penguins won again and <laughs>
2: uh
0: the you know the Leafs won again i think and just everyone yeah. everyone was winning and uh the caps all of a sudden have figured it out which we knew was yeah. gonna happen and then i was thinking to myself you know that's one way to look at it. it's like god damn it like you know we're screwed everyone else's bet is gonna you know pass us now but that's like you know that's that's the old islanders way to look at it like you know that's the 2009 10 islanders 2001 or or 0001 islanders way to think about it um but like this team is good enough to fight with those teams and the fact that the penguins are 10 one and one and they're less twelve, mm-hmm. and the Islanders are two points behind them. And the the Hurricanes are like six zero and two, and they're less eight, and the Islanders are two points behind them. And the Capitals, I think, are, are about to win their fourth in a row. And the Islanders are still going to be ahead of them. The Rangers have won three in a row. and The Islanders are still ahead of them. Like that's the better way. I guess to look at it is like yeah. the other teams are are playing their best hockey of the season right now, and the Islanders are still ahead of them, uh, despite yeah. the fa- and 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 the, while they're playing their best hockey, the Islanders are going through their second rough patch
1: yeah um yeah i was gonna say just as we we close out this first half so as it stands now new jersey carolina pittsburgh are one two and three carolina and pittsburgh are actually tied with 36 points uh the Devils still have 43 but obviously the islanders took a big chunk out of them uh and then uh in the wild card spot right now it's actually the islanders and rangers with 34 and 33 points the caps are they're up four nothing on winnipeg right now So they're probably going to go to 32 points, which will jump them up right behind the Rangers. So, I mean, it's tight. And I mean, if you, if you didn't think that this Metro division was going to be tight, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) You you must be new here because it's always kind of like this and it is always kind of irritating, but uh, yeah, no, I was thinking about that too. Like all these teams, you know, they're, they're kind of humming right now and the Islanders really aren't, but that doesn't mean that they won't be at some point. And you know, when they are, those teams might not be. So, um, I actually, we're going to talk in the second half about uh, the upcoming schedule, in which you mentioned they're going to be playing Boston, they're going to be moving out to Arizona and Vegas, and then Colorado. So we'll uh, we'll get to those in a minute. But uh, you know, it's getting pretty tight. We're coming up on the thirty game mark, and uh, teams are still uh, you know trying to trying to fight tooth and nail, and particularly in this division as always. So uh, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the schedule. I don't know. Talk about some other stuff. Who knows? We'll see. All right. So come back then and find out. And now a word from our sponsors. First, as always, VintageIceHockey.com, where you can get t-shirts, hoodies, and jerseys featuring over 100 classic hockey logos. Vintage Ice Hockey also carries our Al Arbor and The Island merch, and our portion of the sales go directly to the Center for Dementia Research. Use the code ANXIETY to save 15% off your order. That is VintageIceHockey.com. Try wines from the Pinot Project. They offer a rosé, a Pinot Grigio, and a Pinot Noir that was named a 2022 Top 100 Best Buy by Wine Enthusiast Magazine. All of them are delicious, priced at less than $15 a bottle, and are available at your local wine shops and at UBS Arena. Learn more at thepinoproject.com. Please drink responsibly. I'm telling you, it's Christmas party season. Get yourself some Pinot Project wine and for your party. And when people are like, oh, this is great. Where, what is this? You say, it's the Pinot Project. And they say, oh, where did you find that? You say, oh, with my favorite Islanders podcast, Islanders Anxiety. And everybody wins. So go out and do it, yeah. Pinot Project wine. <laughs> and then uh, everybody uh, makes out okay for the holidays it's great uh okay so let's look at the islanders upcoming schedule um uh, presented by <laughs> new york lottery or whatever it is these days uh taco bell i don't know what is what's going on but uh yeah so tuesday boston at in boston at td garden 7 p.m and then it's another friday uh, saturday back to back it's, uh they are in arizona in that funky College Arena at nine thirty uh, on Friday, and then on uh, on Saturday at ten, they are in Vegas uh, against the Golden Knights. Uh, Monday they they play Colorado. We'll talk about that uh, probably more in our next episode, or we'll touch on it. But um, you know, this is a pretty daunting stretch. Uh, before you're like, ah, the Her- the Coyotes aren't that good. Well, remember they shut out the Islanders too already. So uh, you know, we'll, we'll get back to them in a second. But I, I feel with two days off, I'm actually fairly confident in the Islanders chances against the Bruins Uh, much like the devils. They, you know, have run kind of out in front of everybody so far this season, but no, they can, they can be beaten just like anybody else. So I'm actually looking forward to that game. I think that'll, you know, the Islanders see that as a bit of a probably a measuring stick for them. Uh, And, you know, again, they've got a couple of days off, so I think they'll be able to reorient themselves. And then the coyotes, you know, if, if any team knows about playing in a weird, funky building in front of a very small amount of people, believe me, it's the <laughs> Islanders. So I'm not too worried about that environment. I am worried about Carl Vermelcus sc- stealing another game. Uh We've seen him do it once before. Uh, But again, I don't think the Islanders forgot about that. And then Vegas, you know, whenever the Islanders play Vegas, weird stuff happens. Uh They've had a pretty good time yeah. of it out there so far. Uh So, you know, these I'm not going to say these are three winnable games. Obviously, these are, you know, two two very very good teams and then one team that can sneak up on you um but I, I will say that uh you know two out of these three i think is very possible i think three out of three is actually pretty possible it's not gonna be easy but you know with two days in between the travel from boston to Fena- to glendale or tempe and then you know the the short travel after that i i, I think they're gonna be okay I, I mean you know famous last words and all that but I, i'm i'm actually fairly you know despite that that. Egg that was laid on Saturday night in at uh, Elmont. Uh, I'm actually fine. I find myself somewhat confident going into these three games, and I sometimes hate that feeling, but uh, I do think they might be okay.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think like because that Devils win. Like I said, that just bought them some time and and some goodwill and whatever. Because uh, uh, I feel the same way. I feel like it. I would be absolutely dreading. Tuesday night <laughs> if they hadn't beat the devils, absolutely dreading it. Yeah. And we probably would be like, they have to go, well, they got no chance against Boston. So like, but let's better hope we better hope they beat Arizona. Um, But you know, that's how things are. And, uh, but yeah, the, I mean, for me, it's really not as much about these games over the next couple of days as much as like, I, I kind of want, you know, to hear some good news surrounding mm-hmm. the team that would really make me feel a little bit better. Um, think think it's pretty clear that, uh, the Islanders don't really trust Robin Sallow yet. He's he is mm. following the Sebastian aho <laughs> you know, plan to a T all the way to the point where he like you know played a lot of games in his first season, his first like pro mm. NHL season, I guess, uh, and then went into the press box like aho did. Um, mm. and you know, I just don't think they trust him yet, and that's fine. Uh, but they, if that's the case, like I, I would, I would like to hear some something, um, whether it's you know Pellic will be back in you know a week or you know he's doing all right or you know who the hell knows where Kyle Palmieri is right now. Uh, nobody. Uh, so you know I just I'm looking for some good news in the ne- these next days leading up to that Bruins game. I'm hoping for it, and uh, but yeah, like you know I'm, I'm and I'm kind of hoping you know that maybe some of these teams around us lose, and <laughs> it's just like. You know, it's always let,
1: this. It's always this. Is always how it is. I hate it. It is,
0: <laughs> and 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 it's always this time of year too. And and we said right. it last last week with the Penguins. It always coincides yep. with this You know, crazy. You know, catastrophic injury for them, and mm. um, you know, then people talk about you know, well, Sidney should you know Cindy Crosby might not lead the league in points, but should he be the MVP? <laughs> um, we have this conversation every year, but uh, right, you know, I, I you know that kind of stuff would be nice too, but uh. I, I, yeah, and I would just like to hear some some like islanders kind of like yeah. You know, this is this is kind of funny to say cuz you know 5 months ago we were talking about how we just wanted to drag a bunch of you know insiders into town square and you know, you put them <laughs> in shackles and throw rot, rotten fruit at them. But like I would like to just start hearing like the islanders kind of like are lurking or throwing their weight around or something because mm. um you, you know I want I want I want something to signal to me, like this team is is like gearing up for this this yeah. playoff push, because uh, it's coming. And like it's, I'm scoreboard watching over. I mean, I scoreboard watching starting October thirteenth, really. Like, right. uh, but but last season had such a crazy effect on on the way that I, uh, right. you know, watch this team and and kind of pay attention to the league because, you know, you have to do such crazy calculus every night to be like, okay, if, right you know this team loses and this team loses like the Islanders are 8 mm-hmm. points back they got 3 in hand and 3 against mm-hmm. this team and and, and uh I'm going to be doing that for the rest of the year so yeah yeah like yeah. we said like we said a lot of times last year losing seasons have bad consequences and this is one uh one of them but uh yeah I mean I'm but in terms of the games I don't feel dread uh which is scary uh because you know I I feel like that's when things really go, go South, you know, I'm more scared of not feeling dread than I am of feeling dread. Uh, But uh, yeah, then the off the ice stuff, like I said, I just, you know, some good news, some, some Islander, you know, the Islanders are, you know, they're still here. Everybody like watch out. (laughs) Like, you know, they're, they're connected to six different team players. You know, it's not just, you know, these, these, you know, it's not just Mm. Shane Prince, right? Like the Islanders Mm. are, they're connected to some, some, some big names out there. Uh, And then, of course, when it doesn't happen, we can we can be irate at that.
1: Well, they did. So on 32 Thoughts last week, they did mention the Adam Pellick injury, which is surprise number one. But (laughs) uh, Elliot Friedman spent most of that segment talking about how it's hard to get information out of the Islanders, which doesn't really offer us any information about what's actually wrong with Adam Pellick. Uh, So that was unhelpful. Uh, We have no idea what his status is going to be uh but we'll have to see it doesn't I mean I would assume he's not going to play and you know being it being a, a road trip again they, they're actually it's actually a five-game road trip because then they play in Colorado and then they're at home and at, at the, well they're on the road in the garden so it's really four games you know they would have to make the decision on whether or not Pelic would play probably beforehand but I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and know those games assuming that he's not gonna play and then Bovillier we don't know about either um you know and he was just starting to come around too which is really a shame you know fashing has looked okay. Um, he's certainly been, you know, playing his role and, and looks like he's trying to make the most of his opportunity. But you know, how long is that gonna last? And you know, I would play fashing against the coyotes because he was an Arizona Coyote for a while. So, you know, I'm sure Coyotes fans are doing exactly what we do, which is like, <laughs> oh great, this guy is one hundred percent gonna score. So, you know, that almost never happens, but we'll we'll see how that happens. But if anybody if he was gonna play in any game, it would be that one for sure. Um, so yeah, um, you know, I don't know, it would be nice to to hear some good news. Um, I, you know, I never do this because this, you know, they, we're not usually in a position to see this, but a guy got placed on waivers today named Ellie Tolvenin uh, of Nashville. If that name is familiar, it's because for a couple years, uh, people online wouldn't stop talking about how this guy was basically the future of hockey, he was the chemist prospect of all time. You know, Nashville was had found this sort of embarrassment of riches. Well, guess what? He's on waivers now. Uh, cause he just hasn't kind of found his consistency. According to our friend, Alex Doherty, who we had on weird Islanders, uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, he's got the shot, whether or not he can create on his own, is a question mark and his defense is actually not that bad and i was like great sign me up put him on wing with matt barzell and let's see what happens but uh i don't know if that's gonna happen he actually he actually retweeted me saying like could you imagine if this guy ends up on Matt barzell's wing and scores 30 goals and i was like see now you're talking now now we got him on the same wavelength as us so uh you know i I, listen i'm not gonna by the time you listen to this if you listen to this monday afternoon after two o'clock it will be pretty obvious that Tolvin, and it's probably not going to be an Islander. He'll probably be picked up by somebody else or not by anybody at all. Uh, and he'll end up back in Milwaukee, you know, playing for the Predators AHL team. But, but he's the kind of guy like that would be kind of a cool pickup, I think. And especially if Bodilier is hurt for a while, you know, why not? He's making 1.4 million this year. You know, if the guy's got a good shot, sign me up. Like that's the kind of player they're looking for. Again, Paul Mary, we don't even know Paul Mary's status. Forget about Pelic. We don't even know what, what's going on with Paul Mary. Where is he at? So, um, you know, maybe maybe lose surprises us and see what happens. Certainly, can fit under the cap pretty easily, and then still have plenty of you know money later on for you know your Patrick Kane's or whoever somebody like that. So that would be kind of cool, and that would be some good news, and and it would certainly give the Islanders a jolt uh, after what was a cool and also not so cool weekend. And while their you know rivals are kind of all all uh, chugging. Chugging along right now, so uh yeah, that would that would be kind of cool, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put place play, any bets on it, but that would yeah. be kind of cool. <laughs> but, but
0: but but real quick, it is just like it's nice to be reminded that you know, other young players and other young organizations yeah. get waived and their fan base act, acts like crazy. Oh yeah,
1: like, oh yeah. Now this is so, yeah, predator's uh, fans are not taking this well. <laughs> yeah. I feel
0: bad for But them. but I would say that the the more likely situation here is. Tolvin and gets picked up by the coyotes and scores his first goal.
1: Oh my god. The against the Islanders. See, now now you've gone and and, and <laughs> sullied it. See, this, this is exactly what this is exactly what happened to the Islanders. Like here I am, I come in, I'm the devil's game. I come in and I'm like, hey, wouldn't it be great if this guy's on Matt Barzell's wing? And now you're the Hurricanes game and you're like, nah, he's gonna get picked up by the coyotes and score a hat trick or whatever. <laughs> Like, you know, it could I I mean, really, frankly, with the Islanders, it could go either way. So we yeah. could both be right. Or again, he just ends up a Milwaukee Admiral and we can never hear from him again. Uh, but uh it's just it's one of these things It's like, you know, I, I it's sort of like now I don't want to get off on a whole tangent, but like remember when when Olimata was on the Penguins and like yeah. the, if you watched a game on TV on NBC Sports at the time, a penguins game, obviously it was it was a hugely irritating experience no matter what. But Pierre Maguire talked about this guy. Like, he was the superstar of all superstars and how he was so good and he was so smooth and he was so this and so that. Well, he's played for about 18 teams since being traded by the Penguins. And it turns out he's just sort of a guy. Like, he's a guy. He's not great. He's not terrible. He's just sort of a guy that you plug into the lineup at a fifth or sixth defensive spot. And that's it. But, like, all of the time we spent listening to one guy talking, telling us, over and over and over again about how great this guy was and how he was, you know, such a good young player, another great find by the Penguin Scouting staff. Doc and Eddie, you gotta tell you talk about having an eye for talent, but like we'll never get that time back. And it was all <laughs> lies. It was all, I mean, it's just like I don't know, maybe lies is too too strong, a thing, but he's just a guy. He's just a guy. At the end of the day, he's a guy. And Tolvin had it had that sort I mean, I remember like people going crazy that this guy was in the the predator system because they had so many young talent coming up and, that, and they've been a good team. And yet here he is on waivers, you know, I guess it, it's sort of like Kiefer Bellows too. Like people, people were like giving the Islanders all kinds of credit for drafting Bellows that year. And now he's playing in Lehigh Valley for the flyers. So, you know, it just goes to show. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, these guys spend all this time prospect watching and I don't know, it's just never, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out. It's crazy, but, but that never stops them from doing it because that's their job. Right. So I don't know. Just a little rant there, I guess. <laughs> uh, here, 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 yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how that works out. Anyway, uh, we will be back next week uh, with a special guest because you, my friend, are going to be at the darts championship. Right? Is that is that yeah. true? This is your second fate. Well, you're is it? So if you were to rank soccer, cricket, and darts, <laughs> wh- where what what order would they they be in? Uh, Just- I'm, I'm thinking cricket might be number one, but I don't know yeah it depends like I,
0: I think just generally like in, in you know, throughout the entire year I, I watch more soccer than the mm-hmm. other two uh but the the, the darts the, the world championship of darts um has been like the thing that i've wanted to go to the most for a very long time and uh, finally getting the chance to go and uh it's just this absurd you know spectacle of you know, two guys playing darts on a stage and thousands of people dressed up in costumes drinking ton of beer behind them, going crazy over a dart, you know. Mm. It's it's really that's what it is. Um mm. it's very weird. Um it's very weird. <laughs> uh but it looks like it's just so much fun and uh, yes, yeah, so I'm gonna go uh, and I'll be there mm. uh in England and um I will definitely I'm going two nights uh to the dart so one Mm -hmm. of the nights I'll I'll probably just be dressed out, dressed up as like, you know, full Islander gear. If, you know, if anyone (laughs) from the Islanders listening and you want to mail that, that not Mm -hmm. Niles was back in the building. If you want to mail the Niles costume to -hmm. London, uh, I will gladly wear it. But other than that, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll have my Islander stuff on. I'm going to a, a lower league soccer match too on Saturday uh, and I'll be on Islanders. Yeah. I'm sitting in front row for five pounds and, I'll have my, the the Leighton Orient Sutton United match. I'll definitely have my wow. Islander jersey on for that one
1: as I mean, well. Somebody's somebody's going to take a picture of you and be like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Here? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this guy get lost uh, on, the, on the plane. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, that's pretty funny.
0: But yeah, I'm really excited. And uh, yeah. the, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, you know, I've, I've talked a lot about darts on the show. Uh, mm. This is the show about the New York Islanders hockey team. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, yeah I still can't talk about it enough it's just you know that the world championship <laughs> starts on yeah. on Thursday and you, you'll see clips that something always you know a couple things go viral every year and mm. uh, everyone's like damn like that looks like so much fun and uh, you know I've talked to people who've gone and they're like it's just so much fun everyone's so nice and in such mm. a good mood and it's christmas like they, they uh oh. you know they they there's a line in England like you know you know christmas starts cuz the darts start you know they they kind of time the perfectly <laughs> uh, you know, uh where Christmas. can we
1: uh where can we it's watch on, it's on the zone okay so uh,
0: i'll uh that's the best way to do it but like th- mm-hmm. there, you can find streams and stuff it's right. easy enough to find uh okay but yeah I, I, um,
1: I mean just like anytime there's like weird stuff happening it gets retweeted and stuff like yes. that like the little clips do so yeah and,
0: and i'll be i'll be sending
1: you know pictures along yeah. on my twitter account and stuff oh. i'm sure so that will be awesome. Well, if people want live updates from the World Darts Championship, where can they find you on Twitter to get those live updates? The Big Lebowski with two E's. So follow Mike at The Big Lebowski for all of your darts and cricket and soccer needs. Listen to his podcast, The Wonder Goal, covering the World Cup, which is in its semifinals. So we're a week away from, from crowning a champion there. Read his work at Action Network. Just follow Mike wherever he's at. Wherever he's doing any stuff at NHL.com, just listen to it. Just wherever he's at you want to be at too and uh, be at lighthouse hockey. So where we uh, have uh, all of your Islanders news and discussion at your fingertips and you can read there. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, with a mystery guest. Uh, and if you've been listening to this podcast that long, probably won't be much of a mystery. Just, <laughs> just <laughs> throw that out there, but uh, they are a friend of ours. So I'm looking forward to, it. but uh, we will miss you. And uh, I can't wait to hear uh, all of your great dart stories. I hope you um, get out, like kind of go carousing with some of the uh, characters in the darts world. So yeah last
0: i will definitely the last the last time we had a trip like this i i went to um, a a rugby match in scotland and uh ended up with these two guys because i heard them talking about like in, in rugby everyone gets along too in the crowd uh <laughs> and and uh so it was like these guys talking about how all the scottish fans and french fans were like walking out almost like shoulder to shoulder and there were no problems and I was like, yeah, like, you know, I'm from America because they were talking about, like, could this happen at Yankee Red Sox game? And I was like, it, this wouldn't even happen at, you know, Blue Jackets Predators, right? <laughs> like, you know, like, uh, but I ended up, you know, just, you know, kind of latching on with them for the rest of the night and, uh, yeah. I was in like a casino with them late into the night. And, um, I kept cursing at the table because, mm. you know, I, I I swear like a sailor mm. and, uh, you know, from Long Island and, hmm you know every other word out of my mouth, my mouth is I've usually a word, like you know <laughs> and uh there's this huge sign on the the table the the blackjack table is like absolutely no swearing and mm. then the, the dealer literally was like I, I have to keep yelling at you my boss is watching so like i have to keep <laughs> telling you to stop could you just stop yeah. saying fuck <laughs> Every time you post, you know, I'm like I'm That's sorry, and, and then he would flip another card and be like, "Fuck!" <laughs> and, and he, but he was so patient, like he didn't kick me out or anything. But he, it was just hilarious because it was, it was, yeah. it was like being in school and just getting yelled at for like the same thing over yeah. and over again.
1: Well, and he's, you know, he he's got a job to do, and exactly, he's probably just, oh yeah, he, yeah you know, you no a great feeling. story to tell. What's yeah. that? Yeah. No hard feelings. No hard feelings. Yeah, at all. exactly. So, but, uh, that's pretty funny. All right. Well, I mean, I'm looking forward to more stuff like that coming back, so have a great time and, uh, we'll see everybody, uh, next week. All right. Talk to you later. So uh, thanks a lot. Bye bye.